Have you ever had someone come into your life who is just the perfect person for that season of your life? Paul talks about that in this chapter. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And would it be something to have that reputation? Yeah. That to be that person. Paul yeah. is about to talk about somebody who came in right at the right moment and encouraged them. Want to be something like if I was in scripture, I would, man, I would love to be that guy yeah. right there. So we're looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 7 today. And uh, Junior, you want to go ahead and start reading? Yeah. How many verses is it again? We got just 18. 18? Okay. Verse 1, it says, Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit, and let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. Now, last time we read this, we talked about maybe do a spiritual cleanse. Mm -hmm. You know, just I'm only going to watch wholesome shows. I'm only going to listen to Christian music. I'm just going to cleanse myself from all the junk entertainment out there in the world. I haven't heard from anybody on that yet. I'd love to, if you had did that or are going to do that, reach out to us. We'd love to. Yeah, actually, I did. I I did did get, yeah, I got a couple of messages. Oh, I thought you said you actually did. No, no, no. I I, I have done that a number of times. It's been really beneficial for me. And I got to correct myself too because I made an error and it, it could be a grave error. It's, there's, 16 verses in this chapter, oh, not okay. 18. Right. And that, yeah. we don't we don't want to get that messed up. <laughs> we'll get hate mail over that. <laughs> All right. Verse 2, it says, Please open your hearts to us. And we read that yesterday. We have not done wrong to anyone, nor led anyone astray, nor taken advantage of anyone. I'm not saying this to condemn you. I said before that you are in our hearts, and we live or die together with you. I have the highest confidence in you, and I take great pride in you. You have greatly encouraged me and made me happy despite all our troubles. When we arrived in Macedonia, which was a more poor area. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because Macedonia was the leader of the Greco-Roman world at one time. I mean, Alexander the Great came out of Macedonia, and so it was... uh, um, you know, it was it was quite a place. But by the time the Romans came into power, it seems as though a lot of the trade routes had shifted by sea, and so they the the traveling routes weren't through Macedonia in the same way. Uh, oh. So this so, is almost like like a like a town where a factory was closed down or something where like that, it used or to be even when and the interstate not. system was built, it bypassed a lot of towns uh, that okay. had a lot of tourism or had a lot of people that would stop and okay. some businesses closed down. I see. This is when we arrived there in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. But God who encourages those who are discouraged encouraged us. How? By the arrival of Titus. Yeah. I think that is so cool. He was obviously a special person that, yeah. you know, there was a, another whole epistle that Paul wrote to Titus that was inscripturated yeah. that we have today. Yeah. I, I think, you know, Dad, I'm sure you can think of times in your life where you're discouraged and then some God just sends the right person oh, absolutely. to you in that moment. Yeah. There's been times where that's happened to me. But I think the bigger question is, is like, are we ever used by God? Because mm. God wants to use us in that. In fact, today, as you go about your day, you might run, and you might not even know they're going through a difficult time, but you you will probably rub shoulders with somebody who's going through it, and God will press into your heart to encourage them to love them. Are you going to do it, or are you just going to keep going on throughout your day. Yeah. So that was verse six Six, or seven. His presence was a joy. So was the news he brought of the encouragement he received from you. Mm. When he told us how much, how much you long to see me and how sorry you are for what happened and how loyal you are to me. I was filled with joy. Yeah, that's good. Take a verse eight. Yep. So he, he brought good news in both directions. 
I'm not sorry that I sent that severe letter to you, though I was sorry at first, for I know it was painful for you for a little while. Actually, scholars believe that there were four letters that were sent to the Corinthians. So some believe that that what he's referring to here was the book of first Corinthians, but others speculate that this could have been one of the other letters that he had sent Okay, that it was just first and second Corinthians that we have today were viewed as being inspired of God by the Holy spirit. And so they were placed in our Bibles, but he, he wrote a lot of letters that yeah. were not uh, viewed in the same way. Verse nine. Now I'm glad I sent it not because it hurts you, but because of the pain caused the pain caused you to repent and change your ways. It was the kind of sorrow God wants his people to have, so you were not harmed by us in any way. You know, I had this conversation uh, recently with a younger person that struggles with any kind of confrontation or when anybody confronts them and feels as though then that they're being rude or they're being mean. And my response was that listen to what they have to say, because oftentimes the most loving thing a person can do is to tell you hard truths. And Paul is admitting here that, hey, he didn't hold back. He, yeah. he said some tough things. And I think that a lot of us are just way too sensitive when it comes to feelings getting hurt yeah. too easily when God wants to use some of those difficult words to change us. Well, that's and why it, Proverbs says that the enemies of a kiss versus the, yeah. was it, I'm trying to remember the, the, the actual word. The kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Were as is it the arrows the the, the strong word, words uh, of a friend are pierced you know, like an arrow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That sometimes as a friend, and and I'm glad I have friends who don't mind shooting those arrows sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So he says, "I'm glad I sent it because this this sorrow brought about change in you." Verse ten: For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. Just see what this godly sorrow produced in you. Such earnestness, such concern to clear yourself, such indignation, such alarm, such longing to see me, such zeal, and such a readiness to punish wrong. You showed that you have done everything necessary to make things right. My purpose then was not to write about who did the wrong or who was wronged, I wrote to you so that in the sight of God, you could see for yourselves how loyal you are to us. We have been greatly encouraged by this. They, they responded well, and he says, man, I'm so encouraged by how you've handled those tough words in that, that difficult letter that I sent you. In addition to our own encouragement, we were especially delighted to see how happy Titus was about the way you welcomed him and set his mind at ease. I imagine he went into this with a little bit of fear because his boss, Paul, had written them a pretty stiff letter. And, and actually, it could have been 1 Corinthians because 1 Corinthians was pretty harsh in some ways. Yeah. And and so his boss had written this letter. And I imagine going into this, he's wondering, okay, are they going to be mad at me now right. because they associate? The well, he was probably tempted to do what sometimes we can do. And that is, especially like bad managers will do this. But, you know, the mm-hmm. boss gives a directive and then the manager will go to the team and be like, you know, hey, listen, I, yeah, this wasn't know, it's, for me. it's outside my control here, yeah. guys. Sorry. Take it up with the boss. But, you know, to the boss, they're always like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll take it to them. Don't worry. I got it. Being two-faced. You know, yeah, being totally two-faced. I had told him how proud I was of you, and you didn't disappoint me. I have always told you the truth, and now my boasting to Titus has also proved true. Now he cares for you more than ever when he remembers the way all of you obeyed him and welcomed him with such fear and deep respect. I'm very happy now because I have complete confidence in you. Great encouragement. And then right. uh, now he's going to, you know, next chapter tomorrow, he's going to start uh, discussing some other things that might be a little difficult for them to hear. We'll get yeah. to that. 
Okay. Uh, right now, let's get over to Proverbs, though. So we are in Proverbs, Proverbs 3. And so Proverbs 3, we have in, in verse 11, he talks about, and we already we talked about this back in May, about uh, how the Lord does discipline and corrects. So I think this fits in line with what we were discussing from Corinthians and their response to Paul. Because verse 12 says, For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. You know, there are times when I see children misbehaving terribly. And in fact, when you were little, I don't, you probably, I probably don't even remember these discussions, but you would tell us things that the neighbors were doing that were breaking our rules, our family rules. Yeah, right. And I would say, but, but they're not our family. So yeah. we, we're not responsible we can't hold them for them. to the Ziegler rule. And even though I care about, I cared about the neighbor kids, they weren't my kids. Instead, yeah. I corrected my kids because I loved them and I right. had this vision for what you have now become right. And as an adult. Vision for their life. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. God has the same vision for us. Yeah. And he's going to send just the right people into our lives. Sometimes when we need encouragement, we'll get that. But sometimes when we need correction, we'll get that. The yeah. question is, do we understand that this is the loving hand of God and this is the loving voice of God speaking truth into our lives even at times when yeah, we don't God disciplines hear. those he loves. That's exactly what he says here. Right. All right. Well, it's October 3rd, which is, you know, national day it is. I have no clue. <laughs> it's, but I better get ready for it because you know what? These are, well, these are not important. this one. This one's national boyfriend day, which is yeah, kind of stupid. So I'm trying you. to find another well, one. I'm going to be the best boyfriend I can to my wife. How's that? <laughs> there you go. It's also, it says virus appreciation day. Yeah, I'm not. That's like do legit. That what does that mean? Is that uh, is that the pharmaceutical companies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. making money off viruses? I, I, I have a feeling that was uh, introduced by the pharmaceutical companies. Maybe, yes, maybe. So Walgreens right. promotes a National Virus Day. Get your <laughs> flu shot. <laughs> All right. Well, whether you're going to celebrate National Virus Day or National Boyfriend Day. <laughs> Make it a good day. And hey, be a Titus to somebody today. You're going to rub shoulders with some people who are just down and out, who are far from God, and you can be Titus today. So go be in. Mm -hmm.